I was just remembering a couple that I met in my first assignments. This was a few years ago. I uh, didn't know them, but I did marriage prep for them. And so I remember our first meeting, they tell me they're, they're both alcoholics and uh, in recovery, you know. So they weren't actively drinking. I said, I said these sound like my kind of people. So <laughs> I can be real with them, you know. But the guy was Catholic. The girl wasn't. She was on her way to becoming Catholic. But she had never been in front of a Catholic priest before. So boy, was she nervous. (laughs) And I remember her sitting there so up straight, you know, sweating, (laughs) just so clearly nervous. So I I, I noticed this. I said, I have to do something to to help this girl out. I mean, she's an alcoholic. I'm sure she's seen some stuff. So just in the middle of one of my sentences, I casually dropped one of those four letter words, you know. The ones your mom tells you not to use. So I just kind of casually just put it in there. I didn't bring it up. I didn't say anything. But the moment I did, the moment I did, she melted in front of me. Her shoulders relaxed. All of a sudden she could breathe through their diaphragm. And the rest of the meeting went great. So now we continued our meetings and, you know, I said, well, why don't we go out and eat? You know, I thought, you know, we could be uh, friendly. And so a few months after we met, At dinner, she says, Father Mike, you know the moment that I changed? And I said, yeah. (laughs) She couldn't believe it. She said, it's the moment, it's when you use that four-letter word. That's everything changed for me after that. I said, I can be myself. I can be here. I can belong. I can walk this road. I said, that's why I used it. (laughs) You see, this is the wonderful thing that what we really lack in, this, in a certain way, is not God. We don't need more God. We need more humanity. We need more humanity because the path to salvation is a human path. And where we find a place where humanity is brimming over, it's in that place that we actually find more God, not vice versa. Yeah? It's just like the Second Vatican Council teaches in the Constitution on the Liturgy. That God, as the Word made flesh, uses human nature as the instrument of salvation. It's human nature that becomes the instrument of salvation. That God had to take on our own humanity. So that man, in this way, is saved by man. Or as the Church Father Tertullian says, that the, the core, the center, the pivot of salvation, the key of salvation, is the flesh. Without the flesh, we cannot come to salvation. And so here we find the fact that God becomes man, we need to recognize him somewhere in the flesh. And so here we have this wonderful and beautiful story of Emmaus, which maybe you've noticed, the story itself imitates what we do in the liturgy. Yes? We gather together, we recognize our need, As the disciples said that they were uh, depressed, that they were uh, feeling bad, leaving Jerusalem, knowing that Christ had died, uh, burning with these questions. And then Jesus shows up among them and explains the scriptures to them. Yeah, Jesus gives a homily. Now here Jesus starts out his homily by calling them foolish. I will never call you foolish unless you give me reason to. (laughs) You foolish, how slow to believe what the Christ had to suffer in order to bring salvation. And then goes through scripture 
to explain it. And what's the reaction? Well, the hearts of the disciples are set on fire, even though they're not really aware of that yet. What they're aware of is, I want to remain with this man. I want to remain where this man is, where there's this kind of humanity. So please come, come and stay with us. Jesus breaks the bread, which we'll do momentarily, celebrating the Eucharist, disappears, and it's in the breaking of the bread that they are able to recognize Christ who's risen and who's present with them. And it's then that they remember, weren't our hearts on fire when the word was being explained to us? Didn't we see this great correspondence with what we were looking for that changed us, which made us want to be with them? And then, of course, from there, the response to the Eucharist is going back and going deeper into the unity of the church, going back and being with the apostles, dwelling in a place where there's a community. My friends, it has to be the same for us. We have to say, where did we meet Christ for the first time and where do we continue to meet Christ? Where do we find a place where there's a human presence that's, that's full of a message, that's full of meaning, that speaks to me and my heart and my needs and allows me to continue to say that it was good to have been born because Christ risen from the dead truly allows me to have everything that I want to respond to the needs that I discover inside myself. I can tell you something I saw just this morning down at St. Joan of Arc Church in Boca Raton. We celebrated uh, diaconate ordinations. So there were some 10 men, some 10 men who said yes to being deacons this morning. And next year they'll become priests. And you can imagine the church was packed there must have been uh, over 100 priests, some 50 deacons, uh, two bishops. And we were singing in there and we were doing this. And these 10 young men looking at them, what is it that's happened in their lives that they're able to make a promise of celibacy? Okay? Who does that? Anybody interested in being celibate? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Especially if you're married already. This flies in the face of absolutely everything that we hear and that we see every single day in the culture that we live. It makes absolutely zero sense. And here are these young men saying yes to Christ in this particularly very visible sacrificial form. They say, it is impossible to make that yes if Christ isn't here present. If he is, does not dwell here, we don't live for the memory of a God who died and rose 2,000 years ago. We live for a God who died and rose and continues to meet us in the flesh, in the church today. And it's only by dwelling in this extraordinary human presence charged with a message that we're able to take on Christ ourselves and so that we are able, humanly speaking, to say yes to what we truly desire. And in this way, God takes our human nature and raises it up into his own divine nature so that we, as we sojourn on this journey, this long and painful journey of life, can begin to experience the life of the resurrection already today. That we don't live for something only that will come at the end of our lives, but we live for Christ who is risen, 
who's here with us today, who loves us and who wants to be with us.